0: Hello, so my guest today is a consciousness coach and soul alchemist and helps people to connect with their soul, to love and thrive. For more than a decade, she has combined her intuitive skills with the law of attraction principles, energy, healing and spirituality to guide those in need. Hello and welcome to the show, Eva Hunt.
1: Hello, it's lovely to be here, John.
0: Thank you for agreeing to be on the show today. Um, Obviously, that was just a little brief introduction to you there, if you'd like to tell the listeners a bit more about yourself and uh, what you do and how you help people.
1: Absolutely. Well, I would start it from uh, many decades ago where I lived in Hungary. I am Hungarian originally. Mm -hmm. And uh, by profession, I am a commercial economist. So I am quite far away now from where I started off. I moved to the UK 15 years ago and I established my business in holistic healing in 2010. And ever since I am living my passion and uh, I absolutely love my job helping people to to find their purpose, to hear, to be who they meant to be. So that's exactly what I'm doing. And a relationship is uh, coming into the picture because most of my clients are struggling with either health, relationship or uh, money issues. So relationship is a quite big chunk of my work.
0: Awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit then about your approach. How is it that you help people?
1: Well, I am combining many... Uh, modalities, which are mainly uh, energy healing tools. Um, now, because of the pandemic, I shifted to online work completely. Previously, I worked as a hands-on healer and a mm. coach, but since the pandemic, I am uh, because energy is is um, everywhere. So it doesn't matter whether I am doing it online or in person. The the per, the other. Um, person will receive it and um, so i use uh, energy healing energy coaching uh, sometimes qigong which is a a self-healing art i am teaching people how to breathe and how to use guided visualizations and movements to make them feel better and um I also use my intuitive skills to tune into their energy to find out what is their blind spot and where can I help the most. Mm-hmm. And and I am channeling from spirit too or from their higher self, if you like, so I can connect right. with their spirit side too.
0: Okay, that's amazing. And and you, you mentioned that you work with relationships in this field. How do you help people with their relationships with this modality that you use?
1: Well... Uh, the way i do this i have a youtube channel where i am uh, doing intuitive readings and uh, Mm -hmm. that's literally my um, lead generation tool (laughs) and uh, people come to me either to help them uh, find guidance how to move forward in relationships Mm -hmm. or uh, they need some uh, serious uh, uh, have with a certain obstacle they experience in relationships and i'm going back to the pandemics again that's where i i really started focusing on the relationship area because as you possibly know uh, some couples were cut Um, away from each other because they couldn't see each other for months and some were uh, suffocated with each other because they were logged in 24-7 and and that's when I started that YouTube channel and it uh, brought me so many people who had issues Mm -hmm. either uh, with uh, not being able to stand each other or uh, really trying to work through the, the issues what the distance created in the connection.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. So tell me a little again, again, about that. So people come to you with, say, a relationship issue, and then you what you tap into their problem on on an energy level.
1: Yes. Uh, when, when they come to me, then uh, what I am doing is I am connecting with them. And uh, to be honest, I didn't know uh, about this skill of mine until about three years ago, mm-hmm. because I knew that I am an intuitive, but I wasn't sure I can just connect with any anyone anywhere in the world. And uh, so when they come to me from America, Australia, any part of the world, yeah. uh, I am with them on a Zoom session and um, I tap into their energy so I can uh, find those pain points or the issues that they are really um, not seeing because it's underlying the whole situation and uh, then I am trying to bring it into their um, conscious level Mm. and um, help them break through some of their issues but i am not a relationship coach the way you are uh, it's uh more coming from the spiritual and the energy side so i i am not a um a therapist in that sense yeah and it's it's guidance it's um helping them to understand their own energies Mm -hmm. and why they function the way they function so i feel that your work and my work are very far away from each other although we are focusing on similar issues do you agree with that
0: yeah yeah so the, the way that you go around so you're looking at the blocks perhaps you can feel the blocks in their energy Yes. And then you work on removing those blocks or helping them to see what the blocks are so they can exactly. remove them themselves. So it's a very similar space in as far as that's concerned, but you just do it in a completely different way. I
1: see. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's what we do is as as coaching. Right. We we help people to understand what's stopping them from moving forwards, helping them to get to a space that they really want to get into. And it sounds like you do exactly the same thing, but in, in that energy space.
1: Yes, it uh, yeah. looks like it. it's a different approach then. I, I did read about your work before and I listened to your podcast. Just uh, I, I didn't completely understand how you are going about yeah. these things.
0: Well, actually, if we keep your ear out, next week's uh, edition of the show is actually a live coaching session.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um,
0: so uh, we're recording this uh, in, in February, although your uh, episode will be going out sometime in sort of the summer, I would imagine um but uh, the episode that i'm actually going out next week uh which will be think, the 18th of february is actually a live coaching session so uh, if yep. you want to listen into that you'll get a better idea about the kind of stuff that i do and I hopefully the listeners will join you in, in listening and listen in and get a get a oh, gauge so
1: i look forward to that
0: so let's get back to you um let's come back to your history of relationships so we had a we had a brief discussion a couple of weeks ago about your own relationship history and, and it's a very interesting story in itself isn't it so could you uh, uh share a little bit with the listeners about your own um your own part yes
1: oh uh, well i i am 51 and um i realized about myself that i am not like my parents were uh, having 54 Years in marriage spent together. Mm -hmm. I am energetically a very different setting and uh, I could say I had four major relationships uh, since uh, I was 17 and I only been married once (laughs) because I'm not the marrying type but I did learn a lot about myself through these relationships and uh, that was one of the, the biggest things thing uh, that I discovered that I am very open to learn I am very open to grow and uh, I realized that in most of my connections the reason to split up was that the other party was stuck and I still went ahead nice. so we we um, continued into two different directions yeah. but um, I did learn about um, Uh, my energy that I am I am a sensitive intuitive I am an empath I am I have a very open energy field so I am functioning really well when I am single but the moment I move together with someone their energy I am absorbing like a sponge Mm -hmm. and it's almost like I am molding into them and losing myself in the connection which is not good for any of us but of course when you are young and you just go for it you have no idea what's happening so it's easy for me to say and analyze what happened before but that was literally the main problem with most of my relationships that i didn't i wasn't aware of this i didn't set the boundaries Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i didn't realize that i am I know it's not just me because I am working mainly with these kind of ladies who uh, need space, need their space. So I needed to fight in the relationship for my space, my time. And it might sound a bit selfish, but it was a necessary thing to survive and not you don't just want to survive a relationship you want to enjoy it Mm. but it was something very big I learned throughout my connections
0: yeah yeah definitely I think selfishness gets a bad reputation I think we do need to be selfish don't we we need to (laughs) we need to be happy within ourselves and sometimes that means we need to look after ourselves and do things just for us and um, unfortunately I think selfish gets labeled at an early age that you're not allowed to be selfish selfish be a bad thing And we we grow up believing that and then when we do things for ourselves, and we're called selfish, we take that as a negative, but actually, sometimes it's it's a positive that we're being selfish.
1: Yeah. Um, And and, you know, that's interesting, you just uh, said that, because... Um, I know about myself that I developed a strategy when I was a child to please others because mm-hmm. I I wasn't seen for who I was right. uh, by my parents and I I'm no again I am not on my own with this no. but uh, in a relationship that um, pattern didn't serve me <laughs> no. it's not a good one to have
0: no definitely not so you, you you mentioned when we spoke previously that there's your father had quite a big impact on on you growing up
1: yes yes uh well my father unfortunately he passed away two months ago so it's quite a big wound in me still but Mm -hmm. um, we were uh, I believe we were soulmates, soulmates can't just be romantic ones, you, you can have a soulmate connection with a pet, with a family member, with a friend, with pretty much anyone mm-hmm. but people mainly understand it in a romantic connection, obviously it wasn't like that with my dad yeah. but we had a very very strong bond although seemingly we were clashing a lot because right. I am an empath, I'm all about emotions and my dad couldn't handle emotions whatsoever <laughs> so he was uh, really running a mile if if you if i started crying then like don't do that why are you crying there mm-hmm. is no no reason for that so he brought me up in a very uh masculine way like almost like if i was a a, a son right. he he wanted me to be strong and not being pushed over just because i am a woman yeah. and unfortunately as you know it created lots of uh, issues within me, and uh, that I spent the next, let's say, 40 years trying to untangle all of these issues created, uh, well, I am not blaming my dad, because he did the best he he could. I was uh, born in the communist Hungary, and of course, he wanted me to thrive, and uh, for a woman in that environment, it was very, very difficult, and uh, so that's what really affected my life in a very big way
0: yeah definitely i'm sure it would have yes especially because you said you were so close to your father yes there was such a clash of who he wanted you to be and who you kind of really were and you've already mentioned that there was not being recognized by your parents for who you were and and that was was part of that issue
1: exactly exactly because my dad had this idea of uh, i need to be someone academic like a teacher or Mm -hmm. someone who has a a stable job teacher didn't earn much money in hungary but at least it's stable i wanted to be an artist i wanted to be a photographer i wanted to be someone creative and and my dad was no as long as i live you do this and Mm -hmm. you don't Don't do what you like. So I went to business school and I enjoyed it to a degree, but it wasn't really what I truly wanted. And later on, I became an artist when (laughs) I got out of his influence. But yes, it was a very big struggle for me in the relationship to be the, the, where I became a strong woman, but what it came with, I built walls around my heart so in a relationship when i tried to be with someone uh, i didn't let them in i didn't let them close and uh, and that created lots of problems uh, because i was also sensitive and i got hurt uh, in spite of trying to really protect myself so this was a huge um, set of obstacles and challenges i i had to go through and uh, I started my staff development pretty much when I was twenty, but the spiritual side only kicked in at thirty-nine, so quite late. Yeah, I think possibly because I I, I had to shut away who I was. I I had to shut down, so mm-hmm. it was like a second awakening <laughs> to my skills and uh, to my real energies mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's when I started to forgive and see uh, my dad in a very different light. And, you know, for to a degree, we are blaming our parents to, to a certain age. And then we start to realize, well, actually, they are just human like we are. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it, it's part of our past.
0: Yeah. And rather than yeah. blaming, it's just understanding where our stuff comes from, isn't it?
1: Exactly. And then again,
0: once we we own our own stuff, rather than blaming, if we can own our own where we are right now stuff, then we can do the work we need to do in order to move forwards. If we keep blaming someone else, we're always giving them the responsibility for for the things that we, we can't manage.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't know whether I mentioned this before, but I wanted to share this because I think it's so extreme. And so it, it caused me so much problem during my mm-hmm. life yeah. that I always felt uh, the love between my dad and me. So it it was always there. It was almost tangible, but my dad wasn't able to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I always Uh, filled up with tears when I tried to tell him that, when I tried to express my emotions to him, possibly because of the way he brought me up. And uh, about uh, two years ago, he had an open heart surgery and I was stuck in the UK because of the COVID. I couldn't go home to to be with him. And uh, um, you may laugh at me about this, but I hired a breath coach, uh, who, who is dealing with breath to allow me to work through my tears and without any tears I could tie him on camera into his eyes that I love him because I was worried I will lose him I, I didn't know how it because he was already 80 when he had this heart surgery and um, honestly it was such an achievement for me I could do it he I could see in his eyes he received it but he couldn't say a word Right. He was he was so blocked in this way. But that, that meant the word to me. I could right. say it to his eyes, not just writing it down in yeah. a text or an email like I, I did before. So this is how big impact he had on my life. And still he he was the closest uh, to me in, mm. in my whole family relations.
0: And, and was his... it difficult because, like you said, you'd built that kind of wall around mm-hmm. your heart? I guess when you then have that build up around there and you're finding it hard to express your emotions when you do try and express your emotions was that then quite difficult
1: exactly well I, I could possibly do that with tears but I wasn't allowed it was forbidden with my dad to show right. emotions so yeah. I had to find a way where it's quite strict and you know just normal to so stay he could, in. so
0: he could hear you really
1: yeah so he exactly. didn't shut
0: down and try like you said what did you say you like run a mile
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yes that sounds like an amazing um, amazing moment between the two of you yes um and, and that kind of growing up in the communist uh, maybe we need to have another show about that because i'm sure that would be fascinating within itself um what was that what was that actually like if you could just give us a, a brief kind of what was it like growing up in in a communist uh environment
1: Um, Well, it was compared to where I am, where we live now, it was horrendous, (laughs) but in a way uh, I am very grateful I experienced that because uh, we didn't have much financially or in a material world, but Mm -hmm. we did have each other and I know it sounds like a cliche, but the love was there, Mm -hmm. so just uh, an example, I was six or seven years old and uh, uh, well, in the communist Hungary, there were department stores, but mostly they were empty. <laughs> like right. some stuff were on the shelf just, just to show. But it was very difficult to get anything. Mm. And uh, uh, my mom uh, took me to the department store and we were looking at the shop window and there was a doll there, which I really wanted. I would love to have it. And my mom explained it to me, darling, we don't have the money to have it. And right. then what she did, she we went up to the department and uh, she was kind of covering for me so she allowed me to play with the door hiding me away from the shop assistants and she gave me that time uh, with the the adored door to to explore experience without actually being able to buy me that doll and that taught me so much like life is not really about money it's about the experiences and I I was so young but I still remember that feeling and also being brought up in the communist Hungary there was no real value system so I was still very young maybe like eight or nine years old and uh, I had no idea which which way to go because the government said some things uh, my mom is religious so uh, she was talking about her view of the world mm-hmm. but in the communist hungary you weren't allowed to go to church because right. that was against their philosophy okay. so she had to hide that my dad tried to go with the with the uh, flow and just be a good citizen. And it was like, okay, so what is the real word? Is she right? Or he is right? Or, or what is this about? And we were also kind of occupied by, by Russia. Mm-hmm. We had so many soldiers around. And that was a big part of my childhood, like uh, they were stationed in our town in many places. And that was lots of fear, especially if uh, there was a young girl. Um, my dad, um, sometimes asked Russian soldiers to help with the garden because he had quite a big area so uh-huh. he paid them and they locked me in the house and told me my mom and dad do not dare to go to the window do not dare to come out because they were worried for me you know they they haven't seen a woman <laughs> close up for a long time uh-huh. and uh, and this was lots of different emotions fear uh-huh. and love and uh, lack. Uh, Of things, but at the same time, the abundance of love. So it was Mm. very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a very interesting upbringing. I'm sure that's and that would have then impacted on you, and then what you then did further on in your life, as far as choosing your relationships are concerned. And also, I think what you said as well about your dad bringing you up like a boy. So you're you were quite strong in the masculine energy rather than the feminine energy. Um, And how do you think all of these things then? impacted on the relationships or your personal relationships you then experienced as you got older
1: well um i didn't i didn't dare to show my my feminine side and um one of my long-term relationships he actually told me that you are so naive you need to learn some tools to to deal with people don't just believe them Uh, be more I don't know the right word it's not coming to me right now just um, more um, uh, trying to find uh, the strategy to get what you want basically that's what he was teaching me okay (laughs) and uh, he didn't um, well I have to say my uh, relationships usually were about people seeing me as a woman interestingly although i had this masculine upbringing but because i am curvy i am quite feminine they were they liked uh, the what they have seen and it was yeah. not lots of times about the sexual side coming to the picture. Mm -hmm. And uh, my issue was, although I was brought up as a boy, which would mean that uh, the logic is quite strong, the intellectual side is quite strong. Mm -hmm. But men didn't see that in me, because they Mm -hmm. couldn't get over what they see seen as the body. And I thought, come on, I, I understand you, you have passion towards me but can't you see i have a brain and i can think and i am intelligent and i wanted them to see that in me and Mm. it was such a big conflict like i was brought up like this i am uh, sure i am not a boy but i was brought up as a boy and you don't value me for being like that so uh, it was very conflicting for me Mm. and as i and as i was uh, getting older um, I allowed myself to be more and more who I was and uh, it didn't work out so well because I am divorced now divorced last year but I don't see it as a failure I believe that it was about 10 years we were together I learned so much uh during my marriage about myself and uh, i had stepkids, which is i believe the um, hardest thing to do on earth to be a stepmom. Right. Uh, because a stepdad is not easy either but from a mom they uh, expect more like to be like their biological mom but don't be that because i love my mom so you need to be just like a servant kind of thing and um uh, So I learned a lot about that connection, but it didn't work out because um, I now, I don't know, um, I am more more voting for myself. I am prioritizing myself Mm -hmm. and uh, I accepted who I am after all of these battles. And uh, I am now in the position where I'd like to choose the right relationship for me not pleasing others no. not putting anyone on the pedestal I want to be in a relationship if it is right for me anyway I'd rather be single right. so I, I feel I got to a point now where it's not negotiable I want to be who I am I want to be seen for who I am mm-hmm. and if someone doesn't see that then we possibly are not the, not a good match
0: uh, you're definitely not a good match. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that, again, that sounds like that that's a journey that you've come to over your lifetime. And, and again, you've had so many conflicting messages from your early childhood through your sort of early dating experiences, then obviously into your later dating experiences where you have kind of had a lot of influence from people, haven't you, that have tried to show you one way or another you weren't sure who to be how to be you were trying to work on that self-acceptance at the same time and figure out who you were um and it sounds like you've reached that point where actually now you're very clear about who you are where you want your life to go
1: yes and and i have to add that uh i didn't do it all on my own Mm. so as as i am there for others and you are there for others coaching them helping them to find the, what to work on I did have my own spiritual uh, healers and coaches who were uh, kind of pushing me towards the right direction and opening my eyes to see because I think that's the hardest thing to see our own um, limitations. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think it's so important to have a coach, uh, someone, a mentor, a guide who is outside of our life yeah. and looks in. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that helped me so much. And then of course, I did a lot of work on myself too, because what I teach to others, I do it uh, to myself, like yeah. all the energy tours and all the um, uh, things uh, I teach, I do. But uh, it's it's not possible. I, I I believe that you need at certain points in your life, you need some outside help to, to walk the path you're meant to walk.
0: Yeah, definitely. I like you said it's hard to see from within, isn't it? What's yeah. really going on? Because you're you're stuck in your your own thoughts, you're stuck in your own story. And it's hard to see sometimes the connections, the bigger picture and the way forward when when you are going around in the same cycle that you've always experienced especially with what you've been talking about and all the influences that you've had on your life have been very much trying to get you to be a certain way but the messages have always been very mixed like you said when you were growing up there was should I be this and should I be that what's the right thing for me to do and who's the right person for me to be and then you talk about those early experiences with guys where they only saw you physically and they couldn't see you mentally um, or emotionally. And again, another maybe conflicting message that you were receiving then is, you know, especially when you come from this masculine kind of energy of your own, because then you need to, how did you kind of manage that? Because I imagine you then need to buy into your own femininity at some point, don't you?
1: Yes, yes. And uh, I only could overcome that Um possibly i was 40 when uh, i had this big breakthrough of uh, the part of the masculine energy is you know using your logic your your mental capacity mm. mostly to decide to create strategies in your life and uh, a- taking action setting boundaries these are all masculine elements
0: mm-hmm. the
1: feminine side is the intuitive one um, dreaming up ideas and uh, and um, that's if, if we see like if we see a river the water in the river is the feminine and the river bed is the masculine so the masculine creates the let's say the goal the intention where to go and holds the boundaries and the feminine is flowing that's the the nice intuitive energy inside i'm put putting it into extremes at the moment just trying to explain mm-hmm. uh, how i experienced this yeah. and at 40 Uh, I became uh, self-employed and I had this breakthrough of uh, allowing my inner feminine to show because by then I moved to a different country. I was very far away from my dad and the previous experiences and influences. And uh, I just thought, okay, it's time. I I am done. I I felt imprisoned. I wanted to push away those walls. And uh, I went from one extreme to the other because uh, I just engaged with everything I loved, like really flowing like a river, um, mm. which was a very amazing experience in one way, but then I uh, got stuck because I didn't act on certain things. So that uh, feminine energy needed uh, to be balanced. So mostly in our lives this is what's happening you experience the masculine and then the feminine and then balance them out so you get to the golden middle way yeah. and uh, so that feminine side of me then didn't just show us creativity and ideas and business ideas but uh, I also started to stand up for myself mm-hmm. and realized that uh, I'm actually a very um sensitive, giving, loving person, but with this very hard, hard uh, experience sometimes. And I have to say, my stepkids taught me so much in this area, because um, they were quite damaged emotionally from uh, my ex-husband's previous marriage. And... Mm. uh, they just took everything I gave and more. And sometimes okay. they took what I didn't give also. Right. <laughs> okay. And so I, I had to learn to, I, I went to one of my spiritual advisors and the way he described it was um, I tried to protect myself from the steps in my heart, which I received from my, my husband then and my stepkids, and I shut down. Right. And he said, you need to learn. To stay open and uh, be feminine be giving be who you are uh, so the shutting down was building the fences like a masculine wood in a war for example um, and he said open up and allow your love to protect you and i thought i don't understand how will they not stab me in the heart if yeah. i open up but then i learned this and that really was the feminine side which took which took me to the solution that um, our inner feminine is the one who connects with unconditional love so that's not romantic love that's that's uh, really uh, I don't know how to describe unconditional love allowing and accepting if you add the two together that's when you are getting closest to unconditional love Mm -hmm. and I allowed myself to be I accepted who I was and this is how I, I got to the point where I thought okay I don't want to try to fit in anymore because I am not fitting in. However, I am trying.
0: Mm-hmm. I am
1: not fitting into normal relationship patterns. I'm not fitting in anywhere. So that's when I decided, okay, I am going to stand out. I will be the artist, the coach, the energy therapist, the intuitive who I am. And if people like that, fine. If they don't like that, well, this is who I am.
0: Okay, so you learn to give love give of yourself without worrying what the response to that yes. might be. Whereas before you would have been worrying about what the response was, because that's what would have stabbed you in the heart and hurt you. You learn to, like you said, give unconditionally of yourself without worrying or needing something in return exactly
1: exactly so
0: you exactly. didn't have to feel that pain because it didn't really matter what they did with it you were just happy to give it in the first place yes
1: yes but I guess
0: then you need to have those boundaries to make sure like you said that you're not giving too much of yourself and that you do the self-care and you do look after yourself to make sure that you don't deplete yourself of that energy
1: yes. and that love exactly um and and it's not just uh over giving what then I experienced when I set the boundaries that people were like hey where is that love you you gave us before what, what are mm-hmm. you doing Wh- mm-hmm. why are you being so mean and seriously I, it, it happened yeah. and then I just told myself to myself no I am not mean I am mm-hmm. protecting myself yep. I am being there for myself and that was a huge lesson honestly to learn that
0: yeah and that's like we said earlier on that's when selfish is a good thing. Yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. When you do really need to look after yourself. Um, and, and we could talk all day, I think, to be honest. Yes, yeah, I think so uh, too. <laughs> um, as generally happens with these types of conversations, there's so much to to cover and unravel and put together. And But thank you very much for everything that you've shared today. You're going to be giving the listeners away uh, a freebie, uh, so I yes. gather. So if you want to tell... Tell them what that is and how they can get that from you.
1: Okay. So this freebie is literally a PDF and it is called Looking for Cloud 9, The Roadmap to Becoming a Love Magnet. Oh. Now this is from the energy perspective this is from exactly what i do and how i help people to get where they need to be and uh, i incorporated my paintings as well because i i feel that through them it's easier to express um, the very subject uh, i am working with and um, it's uh, uh, also coming with two guided visualization. One to help people to work through some of the blockages energetically. Of course, mm-hmm. it's general, but it could help people. And the other one is about tuning into the very frequency, which could bring them uh, the results they want in a relationship, or bring them the very guy or the very women energetically uh, who they are looking for so this is a very exciting package and it Mm. is part of my A bigger online course which will be launched very soon called manifest anything and if someone would like to receive this uh, freebie then they simply just need to email me and uh, i am i believe you will put my email address into the comment somewhere Mm -hmm. but it's eva is my name eva.maria.hunt at gmail.com so all they need to do is just email to me and i will send them the freebies
0: Awesome. That's a great offer. Thank you very much for offering that. And yes, as uh, Eva said, um, we'll put a link in the show notes so you can grab hold of your uh, copy of that. Um, and uh, by the time this goes out, I think your your program will probably be live, I would imagine as well. So I'm
1: sure it will because I am planning to launch it in March, early March. Yes,
0: definitely. Then it will definitely be. So uh, once you've had a look at the, the offer that Eva's given you, if you want to move ahead and do maybe some more work with her, Um, this would be a great opportunity for you to do so I know this is not good for a podcast uh, but we are going to use some of these uh, clips uh, eventually on the John Kenny coaching YouTube channel are those your pictures paintings of your own on the background on the wall yes they're amazing so um, thank you uh, yes like I said no good for people that are listening but um, if you go over to the John Kenny coaching uh, YouTube channel um, hopefully in not too distant future We'll be able to see some recordings from the podcast and you'll be able to see Eva's paintings. I really would like the one that's over your right shoulder. (laughs) Okay. Excellent. Um, Thank you so much. And also thank you because I know you're full of cold. So it's uh, great that you've been able to uh, sit with us for the last uh, 45 minutes or so um, in your condition. So thanks again for that too. Um, If you've got any kind of parting words of wisdom or anything you'd like to leave the listeners with before we finish up today?
1: Well, I would say to anyone, just be yourself. That's the best way to go. And it always pays off. I know we are hiding ourselves away a lot, but mm. it's it's scary to be seen. It's scary to stand out to the stage in the limelight, but that's so rewarding. So just go for it. And in relationships, that. I believe is the key because then you attract the very person who you are a good match with if you are giving yourself fully.
0: I completely, completely agree with that. Um, Make sure that you are your authentic self as often as you can possibly be. Exactly. As you've done, you need to do the work to recognize who that yes. itself is don't you uh, and let that person go okay thank you again for being on the show i'm sure the listeners have taken something from today's show which will help them move forward in their own lives do grab hold of eva's gift um i just sent her an email uh, thank you Eva, for being on the show today
1: john thank you so much for inviting me i really love that chat thank you great.
0: you've been a great guest and i look forward to speaking to you again soon take care
1: me too thank you Bye bye
0: Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.